Welcome back to The Grinder, folks. We are about to step into The Grindhouse with a guest that we've had on prior. We are doing all of our follow-ups this year. The reason we do follow-ups is because, one, we get to check in on the people we've had on the podcast, get to see where they're at and how they're doing, and what shit they're getting done is really the actual main thing. And then what kind of experiences have they had, which this guy's had a hell of an experience over the past couple months, days, weeks, and I think we're going to be able to draw a lot of great info out of him that is going to help keep you on the path, as they say. We are obviously here with James, a.k.a. Bink, and Ryan Lang. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing great. I'm more than happy. Happy you reached out to be back on this podcast. I had a good time with you guys prior. Uh, and I certainly have a lot that I've learned over the past just a few months that I am more than happy uh, to be uh, forwarding over to your listeners. Yeah, I mean, going back, this is Bink here, all right? So that actually was my nickname when I was a child, was Bink. And I hated it. I hated it. I don't know why. I, I, I fucking hated it. Were you, were you a big kid, a big binky kid? Do what now? Were you a big binky kid? Were you into binkies? I don't, I don't know what the hell it came from. I was just called Bink. So when I, when I made my last real estate purchase, I had to create an LLC. I called it Binkman LLC. <laughs> so big, big, uh, you know, middle finger to the whole Bink thing. Um, but yeah, look, as Addison said, we have prior guests back on because this podcast is about growth. What Addison is trying to grow, what I'm trying to grow and then how our guests are growing and progressing forward. We want you to stay focused on progressing, moving forward, and growing. That's what this podcast is all about, plain and simple. Yep. So with that, Ryan, man, get us up to speed. What's been going on in your Yeah, life? definitely. So to update any listeners that didn't listen to the podcast I was on with you guys before, I'm an ultramarathon runner, um, and I also started my own business. Uh, I launched a new hydration backpack uh, called the Rave Runner um, back in March um, and I came on this podcast and we talked a lot about my crazy experiences with running, um, mental strength and how, uh, I trained leading up for big, uh, hundred or 200 mile ultra marathons. Um, but now I am back after my first failure. Um, and I am here to talk more about, uh, you know, how I worked harder than I ever have in my life. Uh, I was in the greatest shape of my life and I had, the stage was set for an absolutely amazing race. My crew was doing an amazing job. Everything was going well. The weather was beautiful. Um, you know, I was just about ready to pick up my pacer. I started getting a weird pain in, the, in my left foot. Uh, and I figured it was just, just a random pain, one of the many that I get. Uh, so continue to push through. And it stood, it stood there for a few hours, started to get worse and worse. Uh, and then that was around mile 30. Um, and I was still running pretty well, got to mile like 60, 65, started happening in the other foot, uh, and got really, really bad by mile 80 where it was every step hurt. And I was to the point of crying while I was running at mile 90. Uh, and then by mile 102, I, I couldn't even walk anymore. Um, and it turns out, so I was intaking way too much salt. Um, and salt obviously retains water, 
So here I am not sweating because it's beautiful out and I'm taking in salt. I was using salt pills that I hadn't used before and they were three times the strength that I was used to. So there's attention to detail um, that I could have easily avoided. Um, So all that salt was retaining all the water I was drinking. My whole body was swelling up. I didn't know this. So my feet were swelling up and now all, all everything in my feet was now grinding against each other. So I ended up actually tearing both perineal tendons in my feet um, because they were just rubbing and rubbing for so long. And it kind of like just ground itself until it separated. Um, So yeah, there was, you know, and, and it was really, really tough for me because I've never like had to pull the plug on anything in my life really. Um, So it was a real mental mind, mind fuck. Uh, to have to go back to the the, uh, the van that we had rented and to be laying down while everyone else is running and not have a tracker on me anymore. Like that was, it was a pretty, uh, it was definitely a tough moment. Um, but I did write a blog post on the top on the things that I uh, learned through my first failure. Um, and number one is definitely going to be uh, attention to detail. Um, there was, I did everything right leading up to this race. I've, I've worked extremely hard and small details that I did not pay attention to are, is the reason why I had to do an F. Um, so that's the number one thing is, you know, you could be in the greatest shape, best position financially, whatever, physically, emotionally. And if you're not paying attention to the small things, it, they can absolutely take you down. And I've been told that my whole life. Um, and it just, I haven't been, let's say punished for not paying attention to detail until this point in time. Um, so it's definitely the number one lesson that I learned through this happening. Uh, number two is, uh, I went into this race thinking that my crew would take care of me and any and all problems that I had, I'd shove to my crew, you know, anything I thought of, I'll be like, all right, I'll tell dad about it when I get to the next aid station. Um, but you know, you gotta, you have to rely on yourself a lot more. You have to pay attention to yourself. You can't just, you know, uh, let's say for instance, you and Addison are working on something or something with the podcast. You're like, Oh, I'll just ask Addison if he could help out. No, like you sit there, you try to figure it out before you go to someone else for help. Um, I also realized that I'm definitely not invincible. I went in with this, this concept that I can push through any and all pain. That's how I've been successful. Uh, my whole life. And that, you know, that's going to continue to work, right? That's wrong too. So I cannot assume that everything has worked for me in the past. I cannot rely on that working again. Um, so those are the big things that I learned um, that I now need to take really seriously. Um, but I will also say to finish up that failure, I like to consider myself pretty motivated, but failure has absolutely motivated me to a level that I have not felt before. I feel like I have this ball of energy and just placed it right here. And now every day I dream and or last night I had a dream of how I was running better at Bigfoot next year. And it's every minute now where running used to be like a daily thought. Now it's like four times daily. Like I can't wait to get back to Bigfoot. I've never been this hungry, this pissed off, and this motivated to, once these feet get better, absolutely pound myself into the ground and go back there bigger, faster, better, stronger, smarter, and utterly destroy this race mile by mile. Man, that's that's amazing. I mean, one of the main things I just took out of that is you talk about <clears throat> how the failure, though, 
how much it's motivated. You know, the interesting thing about, about failure is like in that situation, you realize that at that moment you're not in control and then you have to be patient on its terms, not your terms. And that is some of the strongest lessons because all you can do is just sit there and contemplate and plan and, and realize, okay, I have to prepare, you know, it teaches you some patience to that. Um, drives you crazy at the same fucking time, you know, because if you're full of piss and vinegar and want to go get it done, but, um, man, I mean, how true, you know, that, that really is. I mean, that's unreal. I'm surprised. I mean, you're talking about like at mile 60 and then you still got another 30 miles in before. Yeah. It was cause like I, James, in my head, it's like, I don't quit. I can't quit. But a mile one or two when that medic was like, so I'm in so much pain. My brain starts looking for excuses and the medic's like, dude, you're 22 and it seems like you could be ruining races until you're 27. So you should probably, you know, sit here and think about it. And I did, I sat at that aid station for like four hours and just thought about it. Uh, and you know, my, I, I will say my brain did take up that excuse. Um, maybe it was a good excuse. Maybe it wasn't, but, um, I don't know. It could be a lot different if I tried to go another hundred miles with my injury. I don't know how much worse it would have been. Um, uh, but the doctor did say, uh, that it should be good in six weeks. It, it will assess then. If not, then I'll probably need surgery to put them back together, but we'll wow. see. So, yeah. You know, it's, it sucks. And I hate, uh, part of my brain is like, you know, maybe people will now think of me differently or think of, but then the other side of my brain's like, nah, screw that. Like you'll come back. You need a nice good comeback story to add to the arsenal. Cause I think people will appreciate that even more. So, and I'm definitely not doing this for other people. I, now it's like, I need this for my mental comfort that I can actually come back and destroy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think, you know, the last time you were on, you came on at episode 54. We talked about, you know, that mindset of getting through things, getting past things, you know, not letting little things stop you. Right. And now we've come to the point where a failure hit. Right. Yeah. It's not a small failure. You, you didn't stop at, you know, warning sign one, two, three, and four, five. Right. You stopped after shit went bad. Right. And, and, and that's, you have to be that way sometimes. Right. It's, it's being able to assess the situation and say, yeah, you know, some shit was really bad about 45 miles ago, but now it's really fucking bad. So let's assess where we're at. Right. It's yeah. that, it's that detach, and say, okay, if I keep going, am I going to be able to run until I'm 90 or am I stopping my running career now? Right. And, right. I, I, you know, I think that's the simple fact that you understood where you were at and you were able to detach and explain to yourself, like, look, you know, yes, I am good at what I do. Yes, I'm very good at what I do. But I also need to understand that shit's not good right now. Yeah. And I, Dude, that's mad respect for you being able to actually assess the situation and have that self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so, you. You know, you, you kind of explained on what you learned from the situation, right? I want to kind of get an idea of go like what was going through your head a little bit deeper when you started realizing like shit was like that. The last few moments of shit, this is not good. The last thought in my head was to be totally honest. Um, you know, it's no longer that Ryan Lang never quits, which is what I talk about 
the, the, the mental mind, mind fuck, um, which is why I was totally ready to down eight Advil and just blast through it all. Um, but, you know, like I said, so I went sat with the medic of that like scary thought and I kind of got comforted more with the thought of, you know, he's, he told me he, this medic had a comeback story before too. Uh, and he said that he had never felt better after that. So there's another excuse for my brain. That's like, all right, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should throw in the towel. Um, but that was, you know, it was just all this stuff going through my head of kind of how I built my success up to this point, but then also coming around to the realization that I've never, you know, I've had a lot of hurt. I've never had injury. And I told people, you know, how do, people are always like, how do you not get injured doing this? I'm like, nah, I stretch. I don't know. But geez, it's the, the magical, magical cracker that makes you never. <laughs> um, but I think maybe I just, you know, I'm not a huge believer in luck, but I think I did a good job taking care of my body. This was just something that was different. And like I said, it was a small mistake that caused this injury. Um, so that was another thing in my head was, you know, you've never really been injured to this point. So there's another excuse to tally in my, you know, in my exhausted brain um, that kind of started to make me not really care as much about, you know, the Ryan has quit part and more about uh, what Ryan has to come kind of taking over and letting my, my inner ego take a seat and, you know, taking care of my future so that I can continue to do crazy stuff and do what I love. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back, <clears throat> I mean, right in line with business. I mean, this is no different, you know, there's a difference between not being a quitter and, and staying headstrong and keeping and keeping your head down and going after it uh, versus running headfirst off a cliff. Yeah. You know, yeah. where there's no coming back. Um, and, and that's tough in business, but you know, it also, you know, the other thing I take away from this is that just being full of piss and vinegar and always ready to tackle the next objective yeah. will get you a long ways in your life, in your career. But as you grow, you have to learn, you know, and when those setbacks hit, it's always what you can take from it, that perspective to learn from it. So you're not only, still full of piss and vinegar, but you're also a little smarter, a little sharper, you know? So the next challenge is, is way bigger than the previous challenge and how you can handle it mentally. Take, take advantage of it. Right. And to put this a little bit more into the business side of things, I had, I thought about this right about a week ago. I made this ad for my company. I spent like 20 hours making this ad started running it and it wasn't hitting right. Uh, I tried multiple different, you know, uh, demographics wasn't hitting right. People were kind of shitting on it in the comments. Uh, and I, you know, I worked so hard on this ad. Like I, I didn't want to let it go, kept pushing it, kept spending money on it. Uh, you know, kept trying to find out different ways. And finally I was just like, you know what, it's just not working, scrap it and move on and learn from it. And that's kind of the same exact thing. Like I put in all this effort to go to this race and it just didn't, it just didn't work. So it's time to put it behind you, which I am like, I'm fully cool with it. That's why I'm here to talk about it. We'll talk about failure with you guys, because if I'm not learning from it and I'm not helping other people learn from it, then what good is it? You know what I mean? So might as well 
fess up. I'm, it's cool. I failed. It's all good. I'm happy with saying it now because I'm learning from it, and I'm going to come back and smack this race right in the face and tell it who's boss. That, that's what it's about. I mean, nothing disappoints me more than somebody who's always won, uh, which is impressive. But when that eventually, long enough timeline, I don't care how much you've won, there, there's going to be a failure eventually. Everybody. So what disappoints me the most is when somebody is a great winner and then they fail and then they're like ruined. They're just like, I'm done with that. I'm never going to do it again. And it's like, it's just over. And it's like, well, you weren't that great anyways. You know, the person that impresses me the most is that perseverance. The, the person, no matter what, no matter how many times they get kicked in the teeth, which I know you finished all your races until then. And I know every single one of those had to be a battle. So I'm not downplaying that. I, I think what you do is absolutely mind blowing, not because your body can withstand it, but that your mind can withstand it. Like I can't even hardly fathom it. I mean, that's the truth. It just blows me away, Ryan. Like, I mean, seriously, the guys, you guys that do that shit and just unbelievable. But to the point is that, it's the person that literally gets knocked down and they hop back up and they come back just meaner, leaner, and just ready to absolutely whoop ass. Damn straight. I, this smile is genuine because it's, I'm excited to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then learning through the process of that, you know, I don't know, man, it's it, all this core values, especially like I said, for the, for the majority of our audience that are younger in business, trying to figure things out, like, you're getting your ass whooped all the time. Yeah. Or actually, maybe you've been on the other side of it. Maybe you've just, everything's lined up perfect, okay? And you're young in business, and there hasn't been a big failure yet. There's been none. Every time you've hit it, you've had good licks, you've hired the right people, you've made the right closes, you know? So, I mean, go ahead and put this in your arsenal. I'll tell you one thing we do at our company. When somebody has a big win, a big win, and we're all fucking high five and celebrating and stuff. One thing we always do is later, I don't want to take away from the wind, but I'll be like, Hey, I want you to remember this moment because when you get your ass whooped, this is what I want you to focus on because this is what's going to drive you to the next win after you get your ass kicked. So like cherish this moment and don't forget it because you're going to need it once you get your ass whooped. You know, I mean, it's just, That's it's good. true. I mean, it's, it's That's good. You can't beat somebody who won't quit. That's good. Yeah. You don't try to kill the moment, but you're like, hey, dude. Yeah. Last. Like, yeah. Fold that shit up, put it in your pocket, because you're going to need it in a couple of months. <laughs> all right? Like, you're going to need it for sure. So That was good. Um, James, hate, what, yeah. was that, what was that last quote that you said? You can't beat somebody who won't quit. I think that's a Babe Ruth saying. And I want to say that that actually means – a lot more that in this situation that you're in, Ryan, yeah. that should mean absolutely everything at this moment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that is, that is like pin perfect on what, you know, what's going on. And yeah, dude, that's true. You know, for me, like for me, that, that, that thing that I do every day that like you're running is, is more of like, you know, me going to the gym, being able to go to the weights, to be able to do that sort of thing. If I had pulled something and I was not able to go to the gym, which I've done, you know, times before, but it's like, if I can't go to the gym for two days, my brain just starts freaking haywire, you yeah. know, and you start feeling like, dude, 
I feel like a sack of shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. I can't go because I'm hurt. But if I, you know, if I go, then I could injure myself even more. And I think, you know, what are you doing in this time right now? That's like helping you kind of set that mindset and not letting you get negative. So I found a way, um, cause I need to do cardio somehow, some way. So I found a position where I could stand, my feet don't hurt, and I just do the punching bag. Minute on, minute off to get my, like, lungs pumping. And I did it for the first time yesterday. That was the first, like, cardio I've done since the race. And I felt amazing. Like, I actually – the pain in my feet, like, kind of died down. I was, like – like, I just drank a coffee. I was, like, holy crap. I actually, like, feel like I just, like, drank four coffees. So it, it was a it was a moment of realization that, you know, I will not quit because, like, my – my addiction will never let me quit doing this as well. So it's kind of like reassurance, like just in a quick hiatus, chill out. Uh, and I'm just going to do the punching bag every morning. I've been um, waking up. Uh, I started reading more. So I wake up, coffee, read for 45 minutes, punching bag, and now I get to work. Because um, honestly, to tear off a little bit, um, I really didn't have too much motivation to like be up super early because I, I haven't. I don't need to be in an office right now. Um, so it's like, ah, you know, here's first alarm, snooze. Second alarm, snooze. And the next thing you know, it's like 6.45, 7. I'm like, all right, I'll start to move. Now it's like at first alarm, I put the book next to the alarm, and that's my motivation to get up because then I could you know, read, get my coffee, get my, you know, my morning fix of my cardio in, and now I'm off for the day. So just got to kind of play it like that, even though I'd love to go – my morning runs because I, I get my best thoughts and I, my most creative thoughts on my runs. That's another thing that I miss. That's kind of tough, but uh, you know, just kind of keep telling myself and fa I got family and friends that are here helping me and, and saying, you know, you need to use all your motivation you have to be motivated to get healed. Right. Yeah, man, that's good perspective. I never forget the first year I was in business. <clears throat> we killed it. There was some bonus structures and we, we hit everything right. We had an awesome first year. Like it was killer. I was like, man, this is, this is the life. And at the end of that year, did my taxes and my tax bill was insane. And I was so pissed. I was like, oh, this isn't right. I mean, I complained to my CPA more times than he wanted to hear. I started calling my other buddies that own businesses. I was complaining to them. I was like, this is, you know, this is robbery. So on and so forth. Right. So I paid it, moved on. The next two years were, sharp declines um the the year following kind of bad but not so bad the year after that bottom of the barrel worst year i've had in my business guess what i didn't really pay any taxes because i didn't make any fucking money and it added such perspective once that happened and i realized it i was like dear god please let me have to pay so much in fucking taxes i can't even stand it like make my checkbook fucking bleed like and now it's like okay i want my percentages to be fine but i'll write as big of a check as i can in taxes as possible because that means my company's prospering you know it, it took that to put that perspective shit I, i'm happy to pay taxes now that first year i was so damn cocky i just thought like oh this is crazy everything's good now man i got broke and it my perspective changed really really fast it helped me tremendously i think i've ever complained about taxes since then ever good 
Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but anyways, um, Hey, I want to jump back on something a while back. Number one, for the listeners, you need to be following Ryan on Instagram. His shit is hilarious. I mean, it's funny as hell. I've never seen somebody love cheese it so much. So, um, I love them too, man, but you got me smoked. All right. How much you love this. But anyways, you were, you were prepping for a race. I think something makes me think it was like a 40 miler or like a 60 miler, something around there. And you were showing, you were like, you had like 8,000 calories worth of food. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, this might've been my race. What race was, might've been the ultra trail Guadalupe that I did back in March. I usually take pictures of like what I plan on eating every race. I don't know, but I, I definitely have done that in the past. Yeah. I, I usually always try to, cause you find things that work well for your stomach while you're moving. I've had to test a bunch of different foods. Like eggs don't work well for me. Um, but peanut butter, crackers, pretzels, uh, burgers, believe it or not, actually work really well. <laughs> I think in my 102 mile stint, I ate probably nine burgers. Um, they work well. I don't know why, but yeah, no, you just need to figure out what calories work well for you um, and how you could be planning to take them in to keep up with the amount of that you're burning. You'll never be able to fully keep up, um, but to do your best job. And that's another thing that I was spot on with at this race. Nutrition was great. No stomach pains at all. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, to answer your question, it's pretty fun to figure out how much you could shove down your throat. <laughs> so, so how many calories do you try to replace like for for one of your larger races like the a 200 miler i mean like how many do you know how many calories you're burning when you do that uh probably i'll probably come close i calculated it for moab it was probably like thirty-two thousand calories that i burned over that race um but i probably only took in like 12 to 13 15 ish thousand i don't i have the calculations in a spreadsheet but yeah i usually aim for about 300 calories an hour uh calories of any sort um and if i get behind and i go to an aid station i'll eat like two burgers and get like a thousand in me within you know 30 minute period sit down for a little bit and then keep moving uh, but no you need to average three to four three to four hundred calories per hour that's unreal yeah, a lot of eating. I'm trying to like That's fathom that, and I can just see Ryan like running down the trail, cheese its hamburgers. Yeah, it's hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> just crush literally, <laughs> literally. Sometimes I'll just run with a bag of cheese its because I don't want to have to put it back, in, you know, shove it in and then pull it back out. So I'll just like run with a bag of cheese its. <laughs> Seriously, great. So amazing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a detour on this cheese it run. So I, I know that you have been. Uh, trying multiple, multiple different types of cheeses. Yeah. Which one yeah. has been the, the best? The extra toasty. If you have not eaten the extra toasty cheeses yet, you have not lived. For some way, <laughs> somehow, some way, it's like, dude, it's like your regular cheeses and they sprinkle in some crack. Like, it just <laughs> enhances the flavor. That's funny. That's funny. Right, yes. So, um, Go to the grocery store today, pick up a box of extra, extra uh, toasty Cheez-Its, and I want you to let me know how you like them. You got it. <laughs> Done. Uh, just so everybody knows, we are actually now sponsored by Cheez-It. So. 
Yeah, yes, thank you. Shout out. Shout out, Cheese It. Uh, hey, switching gears a little bit because uh, we want to be respectful of your time, Ryan. Um, so, you know, from the running side, can we talk a minute about your hydration packs and what exactly you're doing with your company right now with that? We'd love to hear some more on, on that side. Yeah, definitely. So I have always worn hydration packs my whole life, snowboarding, running, uh, going on hikes, music festivals. Um, and I took an old running backpack, rigged it up with my grandmother, um, and put on different features that I saw that I needed, um, to go to a music festival with like anti-theft. Uh, you know, we sewed up some of those pockets so no one could get into them. Uh, I customized it myself with a bunch of patches, uh, and there's a bunch of features on running backpacks that were beneficial for, you know, like chest pockets. They, you put your water bottles in them. I would put my phone in sunglasses. So I know it's not going to bounce out and I know someone's not going to take it. Um, and I also like strung a bunch of electroluminescent wire to stand out. Um, so basically, essentially what I did was I just made a product that I wanted and it turned out there were other people like me that also wanted it. Um, so from there, I just figured a way how to, I guess, commercialize it, make it a legit product that someone could order offline and have delivered to their, uh, house. And it's been a damn long process and it's been a lot of stomach aches and headaches, but has had a lot of exhilaration as well. Um, we are sponsoring a music festival in September. We are ruling the hydration uh, station going to be doing a bunch of engagement, giving out uh, electrolyte packets, kind of educating the people whether they want to buy my product, have my product or not. Uh, what I want to do is not just be a brand selling something, but a brand for the people, helping people out, helping people have a better time. That's what I'm here for. And that's what I get joy of is, is being the person that, you know, provides a good time. So I'm going to build a brand around that simple statement. Where's this located? where you're going to be so the festival i'm sponsoring it is called gold rush music festival it is in uh phoenix arizona so me and a bunch of friends we're all going out to phoenix my mom's coming uh because she wants to be part of it so it's just going to be you know me and a bunch of friends and and my my guidelines to them is hey look you know we're not here to sell backpacks we're here to be yourselves and to show people that we're here to have a good time with you. And we're here to then make the customer want the product. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. never the goal is to sell the product. It's to make the customer want to buy the product. Legit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are pretty cool. Um, Ryan, tell, tell people where they can find you, where they can find the packs. Um, you mentioned your blog. I mean, give them some information where they can find you at. Thank you. Um, yeah, my, the website, which where you could shop and buy a pack or even we do a blog post as well. Um, yeah, that's where I put what I learned from my DNS. We uh, educate on hydration, your electrolytes, uh, all that kind of stuff is at livegenz.com. Um, and that's where I'm most active in terms of blog posts, but you could also follow me on Instagram. I love posting, you know, all the lessons that I'm learning from anything in life on Instagram. I think it's great to do it through imagery. Um, and my Instagram is Lang Runs, L-A-N-G-E-R-U-N-S. Um, but I appreciate you guys always being very uh, enthusiastic to want to collaborate and talk and chat. And I think you guys do a really awesome job with your podcast. 
Uh, and I am always more than happy to come on, you know, even, even if we're not doing a podcast, just to chat. Cause yeah. you guys are motivated individuals that I absolutely love hanging out with. Yeah, man. Uh, I have one question before James uh, ties us up. So yeah. I'm looking at your Instagram cause I was going to go ahead and, and, you know, go ahead and get these things situated for the bio. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Haynes follows you. Yeah, I know Cam. I'm, I'm really good friends with his brother, but I ran, uh, I met Cam at Moab and then met him at Tahoe and we just kind of kept connected. Bro, that, that, that's legit. James, you know who Cameron Haynes is? I don't. Don't put me on the spot, bro. <laughs> He's an absolute – Cam is who got me. You know, Cam's the guy that showed me – you know, he stresses he's an average individual and you can do crazy shit just like I do here. And he does the same thing. Shows through imagery, teaches through lessons, and tells people, like, I'm average, but I do this because I choose to do this. So um, he was my motivation to really get into this kind of stuff because he's a hunter as well as I am. Um, But now Cam is one of the most humble people that I've ever met. uh, And he is always smiling. So he's just another, he's another person that shows that all this ultra running and these pain caves make you just walk around smiling because you you don't take life for granted after going. I love it. James, look him up. And uh, we need to get Cameron Haynes on this fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need to do. So I'll, I'll work on that. Maybe I might be reaching out to you. Um, yeah. James, if you want to uh, – is there anything else you want to say, Ryan? No, no, just thank you guys. I, I always love chatting with you. Yeah, it's always good to have you on, especially uh, – I really needed to have you on, especially because of your story now and yep. how things have changed and how you're still motherfucking positive. Um, <laughs> James, do what you do the best. Last thing I'm going to say is, Ryan, I'm holding you to it. You said all that stuff. I'm going to hold you to it. When this comes around, after the recovery, after you go back through and you fucking dominate, I want you back on. Yep. So you can share that with yep. us and the listeners. But, I mean, great for the listeners, but for fucking me, I might need it because I start <laughs> feeling sorry for my ass after I do about, you know, 25 push-ups and I walk around the neighborhood with my weighted pack on. You know, <laughs> So, look, keep me motivated, man. I appreciate you. Um, grinders, check out Ryan. Check out what he's doing. Keep listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, you know, uh, maybe think about it. You're not going to hurt yourself. All right. Uh, and lastly, you know, if you haven't left a review, uh, maybe do that too. All right. So, with that, until next time, grinders out. <laughs>